Good morning, coaches. This is your wake-up call. Welcome to the call. Today is Monday, September 23rd. And can I just say that today is kind of an important day, which leads me right to my announcements, guys. We have so much good stuff coming for you, announcement-wise, recognition-wise, and the call. I cannot wait to listen to Janelle. So I'm going to get right to the announcement part. The first one, the reason why today is such kind of a big day for us is because six Weeks of the work is one week away from launching. Are you nervous? Are you scared? Are you ready to swear or be clean? Whatever it may be, we're excited for you to try it. So something big today has happened. Today, the, the sample workout is live. Yes, you can go to Beachbody On Demand. Anybody can go to Beachbody On Demand. In front of the paywall, there is a sample workout that anybody can view. Just so you know, I watched it this morning. I didn't do it. I mean, it's too hard for me. I watched it this morning, and I noticed that he said that this is the clean version. So if you're nervous about having kids around, because there's no option of choosing an explicit or clean for the sample workout, it is the clean version. Now, obviously, when you do the workout itself, you can choose explicit or clean, but it is so fun to watch. I, I, it's, you know, I've been wondering, like, what are the moves like? Is it too hard? I love what I'm seeing so far. Cannot wait for six weeks of the work. Guys, the fit test is available. The sample workout is available. The products go, the, the, the packs go live. The program goes live in exactly one week from today. And if you guys remember, every coach, every active coach is going to be receiving a single promo code that can be used for $20 off a challenge pack for 24 Canadian dollars or $10 off a completion pack or $12 Canadian dollars off a completion pack that can be used an infinity amount of times for your, your customers and coaches that you bring on for six weeks of the work. Okay. Uh, and always check your back office for new updates regarding six weeks of the work. That's announcement. Number one announcement. Number two is this is the final week of where you can access and use the promo codes you earned for September. Remember however many you use in August you get to use in September. This is that week where you can access and use those promo codes. Um, remember, now this is getting $10 off any challenge or completion pack, $10 off any challenge or completion pack over $140. Um, and this is a great opportunity, guys, for you to help people get ready for six weeks of the work. Get them started with the program now so that when it launches, they're ready to go. Okay. Uh, announcement number three is morning meltdown 100 this is the final week to get $20 off that challenge pack okay this is the last week $20 any challenge or completion pack you get to use um, and, and and take advantage of this you guys are doing remember last week was day 50 we're now seven days past that we are moving well into our second half of the hundred days hundred workouts and you guys are doing great if you are just loving this if you are ready to go and if you are sharing this this is tell people that are interested this is the last opportunity to get $20 off that challenge pack and my last announcement for the day is one that I am extremely excited about and that is beat your best is coming back this is my favorite promotion that we do each year if you are new or if you don't remember beat your best is what we do is is we take and we're doing something new in years past we have taken your best success club numbers in the past 12 months and we ask you to beat that this year we are doing success club numbers 
or and or your personal volume in the past 12 months. So we'll take the highest personal volume and we will take the highest success goal points. We'll send that to you. And then between, uh, that's between October 2018 and September 2019. And then you will know what number you need to beat. If you beat your best, you get some great recognition on the champions page. And we send you a unique one-of-a-kind medal. Um, you can earn a bronze, silver, or gold. FAQ 2775 if you have any questions. That's the announcements for today. Cannot wait for the, uh, this week to, to, to come and go so that we can start six weeks of the work. Now it is time for recognition, and to do that, we're going to bring on Mr. Darren Ashby. Darren, how are you? Good morning, Kevin. Thanks for the Hi. intro. Good morning, coaches. All right, we got a lot to jump into here so we can get to Janelle. So let's get started with... Our newest <laughs> diamond coaches this week. All right, can you see that, Kev? I hope so. I sure can. Excellent. Let's jump right in. Our newest diamond coaches, here they are. Congratulations to Emily Bowes, Michelle Brewer, Giselle Bush, Bernadette Campolanes, Lavina Carrillo, Holly Crowley, uh, Chelsea Dafina, Rebecca Diane Webb, Julie Galloway, Carolise Gonzalez. From the UK, Flora Holbrook. In an additional CBC, Tara Ann Johnson, Kimberly Lamping, Amber Nye, Amy O'Foot, Cheryl Olson. Uh, from the UK, Lisa Partington. From Canada, Marilyn Peters, Laurel Phillips, Joseph Radatic, Miramar Ramirez, Kimberly Reed. From Canada, Bradley Saunders, Celeste Sundo, Jessica Thomas, Kathleen Turco, Alexandra Whittle, and Ashley Wood sick. All right. Congratulations, new diamonds. Way to go. Here we go with our new star diamond coaches. Here they are. Congratulations to Hannah Bittner, Melissa Flavel, Rosmer Mina, Elsie Mendez, and Olivia Scott. Way to go, guys. Now our newest two-star diamond coaches. Three today, Elena Beckman, Kennedy Chadwick, and Alicia Sims Mercado. And our newest Three-star diamond coaches. Congratulations to Alicia Dupree, Dana Havlick, and an additional CBC, Hannah Stair, and Amethyst Thomas. All right, guys. Now, we have a new four-star diamond coach. Congratulations to Carmen Melgoza. And a new five-star diamond coach. That would be Nicole E. Gorby. And let's jump to our newest seven-star diamond coach. In an additional CBC, congratulations to Christina Solens. And coaches, we're not done. We also have a brand new nine-star diamond coach in an additional CBC. Congratulations to Sammy Glonick. All right, coaches, that is it for today. Congratulations to everyone on the call. And you know, I haven't said something for a while, but I want to wish you all, wow, look at that light coming Look at up. that. There's the sun. <laughs> I'll get over here. Just want to say, make it a fantastic week, everybody. There you go. Kevin, back to you. Hey, and it is a holy thing happening here on Darren. Love it. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> Congratulations to everybody who is rank advanced, guys. It's a big deal. We're very excited for you. Okay, guys, get excited. Get, it, get ready because now it is time to move on to the coach interview portion. I'm so jealous that Sandy gets to do this because I absolutely love this coach. But to do this, we bring on Sandy Buadonna. Sandy, how are you? Well, I'm good, but I do not have that halo that Darren has over his head. That's pretty spectacular. Thank you so much. Thanks for the energy this morning. <laughs> 
Um, you know what? This title, this topic, what Janelle is doing today is so important. I want everybody who is watching right now to tag a friend to get on to this call to listen to it. I'm reminded of this topic about finding great people. Before I came to Beachbody, I was in the retail world selling apparel and I would uh, manage stores and I would have to hire employees. And I just remember how tough it was to find great people. You know, you wanted somebody who was responsible, who could open and close the store, who could handle the register, who could be great with customers. And, um, you know, when I did find somebody who was great or I worked with them, then all I wanted to do was clone that person and say, oh, I wish I had five of you. And, you know, unfortunately, that person would move on and I'd be left, you know, recruiting again. It's a constant, constant recruiting for finding good people. But um, great people don't come like through your door. They don't come fully formed. So Janelle, what she's going to be talking about is her strategy for not only finding great people, but working uh, to develop great people. And I wanted to make sure that you understood the context of this call and why it's so important. Pay specific attention to how Janelle finds and develops people. So let me give her a proper introduction. She has been coaching for over 11 years. She has so many awards. She's hit so many milestones and she's recruited hundreds, if not thousands of new coaches, but what you should take away is that she started just like you from the beginning. She's had struggles, she's had doubts and fears, missteps, mistakes. But right now, she is currently one of only two coaches who are superstar diamond three coach. That means that she has over 45 diamonds spread out over three business centers, and she has more business centers than that, but that is what has uh, made her achieve the Superstar Diamond 3 level. She's been a, an elite coach eight times, and she has already qualified for 2020, so that will be her ninth time as an elite coach, three times in the top 10. One thing she, that uh, she doesn't mention is success club consistency, 108 months in a row of Success Club. Do you know what that means? Helping new people every single month, like a steady eddy. This, this woman has so much integrity, such work ethic. I, I really wanted to give it a proper introduction. So please welcome from Sylvan Sylvania, Ohio, Janelle Summers. Hi, Janelle. Hey. <laughs> Hi, honey. I wanted to give you that proper intro. Thank you so much. That was amazing. <laughs> Seriously. I, you you know, did I, it. What's that? You did it. <laughs> well, my team. I have an awesome team. Um, I have an awesome support system and my husband at home here. And we have an amazing opportunity. And I just, I love what I do. Well, I'm going to step out of the way uh, with the first question that I ask is what brought you to Beachbody? So take it away. Well, when I, first of all, you know, I, I have always loved sports and dance and fitness, and I kind of have a, a big um, history with all of those things. And so movement has always been a big part of my life. And I actually would have loved to have gone into fitness as like my full-time thing, but I went down the, the, the typical path of going to college and getting my degree in human resources management. And I worked in human resources management for over 13 years. And um, 
but all the while, you know, fitness had always been a part of my life. Even since I was 18 or 19 years old, I started teaching fitness classes. And when I was working full time, I would just teach early, early in the morning and, and at night after work. And sometimes on my lunch hour, um, personal training people as well, always trying to fit in fitness because that was a true passion of mine. When this opportunity came around that I heard of it, I was completely skeptical at first, even given my fitness background and already being familiar with Beachbody and loving Beachbody, but I was at a point in my life where I was working a lot of hours and I, you know, just like so many of the people that you all are going to talk to, I was like, I don't have time for that. Like, I don't think you understand my life. I am crazy busy. I was working a full-time job plus teaching fitness classes about five times a week, either 6 a.m.s or after work. Plus, I had also um, taken on a, a, a role of Group X manager for a gym, so I was doing that on the weekends, plus just trying to be the best mom and wife that I could be, and so I was crazy busy, probably working a good 60, 70 hours a week, and so should I start a business? Absolutely not. Not only that, not only did I think I didn't have the time, I was like, I'm not a good fit for that. I didn't have a good taste in my mouth about network marketing. I was like, I'm not that person. I don't have a big personality. Like I'm an introvert. I'm a homebody. Um, I am not that social butterfly that a lot of people are. I'm, I'm not that person. And so I couldn't do something like this. I wasn't on social media. I didn't have a transformation story because I'd been in fitness for so long. Um, I, I just was like, I, that's so not for me. But that little seed had been planted in me and it did make me curious. And I'm only telling you that because that's the same way that so many of these people you're talking to, that's what they're feeling. Like they're going, no, 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 not me. You've got the wrong person. I would never do that. I'm not about, I don't want to do network marketing or I don't want to do sales or I don't want to be on social media. They're saying all those things and thinking all those things. But if you planted that seed, that seed can grow and it grew in me and that curiosity Kept, you know, I just kept thinking, what if, what if I was able to work from home doing what I love every day and, and be able to put my priorities, my family first, because I'm my own boss. What if that were to happen? What if that, what if I was able to do that someday and actually still be able to pay my bills? What if that was possible? And so I naturally started researching it. Matt and I started reading the policies and procedures manual, started understanding the compensation plan, all of that. And once I understood what was at the core of this business, that it truly wasn't about me being amazing at sales or me having this big personality or me being a social butterfly or me showing up a certain way to fit a certain mold. Once I realized it wasn't any of that and that I could just be myself and do what I'm passionate about, which is helping people in fitness, I was like, I am all in. I am all in. So mentally, even though I still work at my full-time job, mentally, I went all in at that point. You know what I love about that story is that you read the policies and procedures before you went all in. I think because people judge, you know, they think they know what the business is. So they immediately judge that either they're not going to be good for it or it's not a real thing. So right. you took it how you approach your life with everything, which is a lot of integrity and with knowledge. Yeah. So I, I, I didn't know that story. That's so funny that you yeah. actually read P&P. Hey. And what's funny about that is, I since that's what got me all in, I just assumed that's what everyone needed to see. So I would literally hand other people the printed copy of the policies and procedures, and they'd be like, 
well, I'm confused. What is all this? They were overwhelmed, but I just assumed they were like me. And we'll talk more about different personalities, but that just goes to show everyone's different. Well, take your time, go in and uh, talk about the topic. Thanks. Sure. Um, so the first thing I want to say, and I, I was telling Sandy, I pretty much start every training with this because it's so incredibly important that you believe in yourself and you believe in the business. So if you have if you have any doubts, you do have to develop that belief in yourself that you can do this. You have to put your blinders on and get in your zone and really hone into what your own strengths are because you are enough. No matter what you have done in your past, what your profession, where, where your, what your current situation is, you can do this business, but you do have to develop that belief in yourself and that may take some time. So. And the other thing is you have to develop the belief in the business. Had I not understood the business, I still would have been going like this. Like, no, I am not doing that. Once I understood the business and understood what it was about, I was all in. It completely changed my perspective. I was like, this is not like those other network marketing companies or other network marketing people um, that I had had experience with. This is different. So I had to build my belief in the business and that it was truly a gift for other people. And I had to have that super strong in my core and in my thoughts and I had to develop that. And the way that you develop that is, well, understanding the business, it does help train the policies and procedures, but um, books, podcasts, the Beachbody Champions page, the National Wake Up Call, one of the things that built my belief so much in the business was when I started, there were already some really successful coaches out there and I, I watched their YouTube videos. I listened to their stories. I read their blog posts. At the time, like I said, I wasn't on social media, so I have no idea what they were posting there, but I read what I could find about these coaches, and I was like, this is so cool, because they're all so different. They, they weren't all a certain mold or looked a certain way or super fit or super outgoing. They're all just totally different, being themselves and being honest and putting out honest information, the good, the bad, and the ugly, and really building trust, my trust. I was like, I believe in this business and I believe in what they're doing. So building your belief in the business and yourself helps you go out there and say the right things without being scripted because you have that belief. If you don't believe in yourself or the business, it's going to seep through everything you do. Everything I tell you today, all these strategies, they won't work if you are negative about yourself and negative about the business. So I just have to start with that. So a common question I get from a lot of coaches is, how do I find business builders? And my response is, you can't go looking for business builders because that's not how people are gonna show up. When I think of my most successful coaches, they did not show up saying, Janelle, I've been watching what you're doing, and I really want to build this business and crush it. They didn't show up that way. Now, it can happen, and it may happen down the road, but I'm saying you can't wait for that, and you can't rely on that to build your business. So thinking that if you just create the, the most perfect posts or the most perfect Insta stories or the most perfect pictures or whatever, that that's going to bring to you people that just want to build this business, it's not enough. What you do have to do, which I think is way better, way more fun, is just look to find good people. 
And when you're meeting good people, and I'll explain what I mean by that, you are meeting people that you're like-minded with. These are people that you would want to be friends with. These are people that um, are positive, they're complimentary, they're kind, you can tell they're caring, they're like-minded with you. That's who you're looking for. Just like Sandy said at the beginning of the call when she was um, hiring. And, and I get that background from human, human resources management. You just want good people and you can develop them. You can develop their belief system in themselves. You can develop their belief in the business and their understanding of the business. You can develop those things because they're coming to you as this you know, great person, but they don't understand the business yet. So they're not necessarily going to come to you saying, I want to work this and I want to do it and I want to crush it. Um, you know, some of my top coaches, you know, first of all, uh, Mindy Wender, my, one of my top ranked top earning coaches, you know, when she, when she and I were talking online about the business and I was probably a year or so, maybe a year and a half into my business at the time. And she was like, Janelle, I, I, um, I'm from a very, very small town and um, I work in an appliance store making $10 an hour and I'm extremely busy. Um, I have a toddler at home. I don't have a transformation story. She said, I love Beachbody and I'm doing Beachbody programs in my basement every day, but I, I don't have a transformation story. I've always been naturally thin and I just feel like, I, and I'm shy and I'm an introvert from a small town, like all these things she felt she had working against her. So she didn't come to me saying, I know I can do this. I know what this business is about and I know I can do it. So I just think that expecting to find business builders is, is just not a thing. You just want to find good people. Um, and the other thing is I'll hear coaches say, I don't want to, and especially with, with newer coaches, I feel like they'll say, I don't want to ask people to join me. I don't want to ask friends or family to join me in this business opportunity. And right there, um, red flags go up for me because that tells me that you think you're asking them to do you a favor and nothing could be further from the truth. You are not asking them to do you a favor. That one person joining you is not going to benefit you anywhere near as much as this is going to benefit them. This business is an opportunity for them. It is a gift for them. And that's why I say you have to have that strong belief in the business that it can be a gift for them. And it's, it's brought up to them when it's a solution to a problem that they told you they had. You know, people will buy or join because they're either looking to get further away from a pain point or closer to a pleasure point period, end of story. So if you have figured out from conversations with this person that they have some kind of pain point, and for me, it was that I was working a ton of hours and I was not getting to see my son. I was not getting to live a life where my top priorities, like if I were to write down a piece of paper, what are my top priorities? And then am I able to live a life that shows these are my top priorities? Absolutely not. Work, work took up all my time. So when you hear in conversations, these little clues that people have a pain point, and it may be as simple as I, I do want to, you know, improve on my nutrition. I'm worried I can't, you know, afford the Shakeology, um, or I'm, I'm worried that I might start a program and not stick to it. All these things, we have a solution in the business that, that we 
have to offer them because our business helps people with accountability because once they place themselves in the role of a coach, they're more likely to finish a program, to each day eat healthier, to get their workout in because they know as a coach, they are in that role now where they're, they're, they want to practice what they preach. It's just human nature. We want to practice what we preach. So if they know as a role, they're going to be saying these things on social media internally, they're going to be going, I need to do that myself. I need to be a leader. I need to lead by example and be that role model. Um, so let's talk about, you know, how do you, how do you find these, these good people? Okay. And, and there are good people who aren't a good fit for coaching, of course, but good people that are also a good fit for coaching. So I have five strategies if you could write these down. So number one, and of course, I'm assuming most of you are building your business on social media, but of course, you don't have to do that. Hopefully, you check the Beachbody Champions page and you can see that there are other ways to build your business so that you're not solely focused on social media if you don't want to do that. We have a huge series of trainings on Beachbody Champions page for that. But number one on social media, number one is you have to clean up your account. You have to position yourself. So I'm really going to reference Instagram in this scenario. But if you're looking at Instagram, um, the first thing that people are going to look at is your bio and then the gallery of your pictures. Okay. So what does it say in your bio? Who do you actually help and it has to be something really tangible okay a lot of us who have gotten into this and now we we see the bigger picture of fitness and how it's changed our confidence and it's changed our mindset and all these big picture things right and and so you might think in your bio that's what you help women do you help women you know build their confidence and you help with their mindset and all these things but it's not so tangible so at a glance, people are deciding if they're going to follow you to solve a specific problem they have. And honestly, it might be something more surface level than what you're thinking because you're at a more advanced level right now than they are. For some of you, think about, or for all of you, think about where you were and your mindset when you needed to get into fitness or you wanted to get into fitness. What, what did you really just want? Did you want to just lose the five pounds? Did you want to just be able to gain muscle? What did you want? What is it that you are good at that you can help others? Put that in your bio. And trust me, my bio has gone through tons of different revisions. Um, it's a lot of like self-reflection, like what do I really help people do? What am I good at? And just ask people. You, you'll, if you follow me on social media, you know I'm constantly asking like, what do you want to see more of? Or why do you follow me? And all these questions, just trying to get feedback from people, how I can help because that's what you need to have in your bio. And then in your gallery, are you showing those things? I found out for like a year straight, what I had in my bio didn't match what was in my gallery at all. So that's a problem. And probably why my Instagram wasn't growing for a while there. Um, number two is you need to search hashtags. A lot of you are being really good about putting your hashtags in that first comment underneath your post, but not so diligent about searching hashtags to find people. In other words, again, you're hoping that people would just come to you and be interested in you, and instead you need to be interested in them. Uh, a quote I heard when I was early on in my business was, don't try to be interesting, be interested. And that always stuck with me because I was worried, like, I'm not interesting enough. How can I be more interesting? I just don't have that kind of like entertaining personality. And then I realized, oh, I don't need to be interesting because people like to talk about themselves. People are in their own world, in their own lives. 
and I just need to be interested in them. And that made a huge mental mind shift for me that helped me so much in being able to go forward in my business, just focusing on them. So search hashtags. So find those hashtags of those stores that you shop, uh, the brands that you shop, hashtags that really pertain to who you are and your niche, your audience. What are those hashtags? What hashtags are those women or men using? And don't think about the hashtags that, um, that think about the hashtags that they're actually searching. Like, um, I don't know, zoodle recipe, like things they're actually searching. Okay. And the other one, part of number two, is the blogger commenters going to other bloggers um, that are not in our industry. Maybe they're in decor or gardening or uh, fashion or whatever, and looking at people who have commented and, and, and you really like them and you feel very like-minded with them and looking at their commenters and see, are these people that are like-minded with you that you can follow? And so you want to follow people that you would want to be friends with. And a good way to make that connection right away is to just like on maybe a couple of their pictures. Don't go crazy. I think Danae mentioned it last week, just maybe a couple pictures. And um, CCQ, so CCQ stands for Comment, Compliment, Question. Um, so, hey, I love those leggings. I need a pair like that. Where did you get them, if you don't mind me asking? You know, something like that. Um, so, Third is to collect and send emails. So, you know, with the work coming up, you know, making sure that you're collecting emails from people who are interested in that. Um, the new bar program that we have coming up, collecting emails, constantly collecting emails and sending emails so that you're building a relationship with those people that you have added to your list. You can't just rely on social media because your Facebook, your Instagram could be closed tomorrow and you wanna make sure that you have a list, okay? A, a list that maybe is cold, but you're making them warm because you're continually in touch with these people. So with sending emails, you don't have to create all new content, it doesn't need to be fancy, nothing like that. It can be literally posts that you've done in the past that you feel are really good and maybe you were new and only like three people like that and three people saw it but that would make a great um, great piece of content that you could send out as an email so just even recycling content that you have put together in the past as an email a short email just to add value for that person number four is to always be doing polls one of the best ways to just pull lots of people out of the woodwork and from there you can sort through like is this someone i would want to be friends with is this someone i would want to be friends with once you've seen who is interacting on your stuff and polls is just a great way to do that one of the mistakes i see coaches making is asking questions in their polls that their followers wouldn't want to answer or it's just not pertaining to their followers one good example of that would be First of all, I, I didn't, there weren't polls when I first started on social media, but if there was, had I done a poll, had I asked the question on my personal Facebook page or on my Instagram, who's worked out so far today and what was your workout? I would have gotten crickets on that. I hadn't built up that particular audience yet. I can ask that now as something that I, I'll have a lot of people that will respond to that because I have a lot of coaches who follow me, so they've worked out. They're going to respond. But then that wouldn't have been a, a very smart poll. But to just ask the question, which dress do you like better, the, the black or the red, and have two pictures side by side, that's something all my friends and family wanted to vote on. That pulls people out of the woodwork and gets your account 
and later your message more visible and you can start having little conversations with these people one person might say I like the black dress I really need it I'm going to a wedding this weekend and by the way it's our friend so-and-so she's getting married I can message her oh my gosh so-and-so is getting married all these little things lead to conversations and that's that's what you want you just want lots in your inbox Facebook DMs, Instagram, you want to have a lot of conversations going on because that's where you're going to learn what's going on in people's lives and how you can help, what their pain points are, what their pleasure points are. Number five is free groups or freemiums. So again, I did this um, as a probably maybe a couple years into my business. I don't really remember when it was, but I decided to create a freemium, which is just anything free that you can give to people in exchange for their email address. And so I created um, an ebook. It was called the Foodspiration ebook. And I don't know how to put together an ebook. I have no clue. So I just went to upwork.com and I hired someone. I just said, I just need, I just posted the job description. I just need someone to put together an ebook that can be downloaded to computer or uh, their mobile and um, put together all my last 50 pictures of food that I did and use the captions that I used and we'll tweak them to make them work for the ebook. Boom, had lots of really inexpensive bids and got that done. And then I put it out there on my social media and I was able to build a list of hundreds and then thousands of people just wanting that free ebook. I really put value into that, um, but it was not that difficult to do. Another thing is just free groups. You don't have to create an ebook. You can create a document, you can create a video series, you can have a free group. I do free groups. Um, Quite often, actually, it might be a five-day free group, Sugar Buster group, it might be a whatever, whatever you are good at. And that's the key, because I had done free groups in the past where they bombed and like no one was interested, and it was because I was trying to do what I saw someone else do. And it didn't really pertain to me, it wasn't my passion, it wasn't my strength. So don't just look at what others are doing and try and duplicate that. Do what really speaks to you and do a free group on that. Give a prize drawing in the group for those who participate, make it fun, and build relationships further with those people and figure out who are the good people in here? Who are the people who are always complimenting other people? Who are the people who are always showing up consistently and, and grateful for the group? Who are the people that are you know, open-minded and, and actually like learning and the challenge of this group? Those are your good people that you're looking for. So now let's talk about developing people who are the willing. But before I do that, I just want to touch base just real quick. Once people um, have joined you, and of course, you know, we could go into a whole other um, national wake-up call about the actual process of the invite and recruiting and all of that. A few things I, I want you to know. Number one is most people, um, like I said, they're almost all, are going to have objections when you do invite them to the business. First of all, you always have to invite them based on it being a solution. You're suggesting this possible solution to the problem they mentioned. So let's say they said, oh my gosh, I just, I'm so overworked. Um, I just can't take it anymore. I'm so incredibly stressed. It's crushing me. And you say, hey, given, given that situation, have you ever considered coaching or have you ever considered doing what I do? Uh, expect an objection. Expect them to go, no, 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 that's, that's not for me. But now is your time to kind of slow down 
and build that relationship. So that means lots of messages back and forth. You're peeling back the onion. They've got lots of fears, lots of misconceptions about the business, fear, self-doubt. All these things are layers of the onion. You're going to slow down and start peeling back the layers of that onion in just conversations, normal be a human, be honest conversations. And so sometimes that means you're not even going to talk about the business. Sometimes that means you're just talking about um, their son, Brayden, who just had, you know, surgery or whatever. You're just building that relationship. Um, but at some point you do have to then follow up again. You have to follow up with people. I think so many coaches out there, especially if you're not confident yet, You've only asked a few people, they weren't interested, so you assume you're not good at this, you've told yourself you're not good at this, you told yourself this is gonna be too hard, and um, you didn't bring it back up to them, and you didn't ask other people. And so the problem with that is, out of every 10 that you talk to about this business and actually ask, have you ever considered, there's only gonna be about one to three who will end up joining you. So if you just know that going in, okay, if I only talk to four people about this, statistically speaking, none of them are actually going to be a good fit for this or are going to join, right? I have to be talking to more people about this. And it's not my place to prejudge whether they would be good for this or not. I, I'm going to judge if they're a good person, if I like them and I feel like they're positive and someone I'd want to work with, I will look at that. But it's not my place to judge whether they would actually excel in coaching. Because what makes someone excel is their mindset and the fire in their belly. And you don't know how deep that is. You don't know. You don't know the nightmare situation they may be living at home or at work or the huge goals and fire they may have inside of them. You don't know. So you just want to meet those good people. You want to follow up. And when you do follow up, you want to give them a reason to join now versus waiting. Otherwise, they can drag their feet forever, even though it's something they know they need I don't know about you, but I can drag my feet forever on certain things I know I need and want because I'm too busy in the day-to-day -day life. You have to give them a reason to join now versus waiting. So what is that? Make a list of reasons that would be so exciting for them to join now versus waiting. Um, so developing people that actually come on board. I have a whole onboarding process. I, uh, my onboarding process always changes. I think everyone's does. The main thing is that you let people know that you are there for them and that they can reach out to you and let them know where they can find the FAQ and how to reach you when they have questions and to give them information in bite-sized chunks because overwhelm is a big issue with uh, new coaches starting. It's always something I'm trying to tackle so that my coaches don't get overwhelmed and it's a hard thing to do. But once you have people on board, number one, you have to see in them what they do not see in themselves. That's why I'm asking my followers, like, why do you follow me? Because we're, we're our worst critic, okay? We don't see things that other people see because we've been living in the skin for our whole lives. We don't see it the way other people see it. Um, Luckily, I, you know, I grew up, my, my dad is someone that's always seen talents and skill in people that other people don't see. And I, I grew up with him constantly giving me these visions of things I could accomplish and, and my sister and my brother. And it was just such a great thing to grow up with. And my mom too, of course. And I remember when my son was born. He was born over two months early. He was three and a half pounds. And everyone who saw him 
was of course, you know, so worried. Oh my gosh, is he going to make it? And just, it was devastating. It was a devastating time. But yet when my dad saw him, he said, it was like, he was a superhero. He's like, he has such broad shoulders. That was the first thing he said. He was three and a half pounds. He was three and a half pounds. And my dad's like, he has such broad shoulders. And I'm thinking that is so my dad. And he meant it. That's the kind of person that you have to be for your coaches and for your customers. You have to see in them what they don't see and what maybe no one else has seen before. And it could be something as small as, oh my gosh, I've never had a new coach that actually finished that new coach training. You're amazing. Or, oh my gosh, I've never had a coach who on their first day of coaching posted and, and did such a great post. Whatever it may be, all those little small wins, you need to make a big deal about those. Use emojis, um, because a lot of times you're working online. Use voice memo. Make sure that you see in them what they don't see in themselves, because they need that so badly as a new coach. Number two, understanding difficult personalities. Not difficult personalities. No, I, I abbreviated that. Different personalities. Understand that everyone has a different personality. Just like I said when I joined, I just assumed that since the policies and procedures manual helped me understand the business, that everyone would want to see that. And not a good idea. Different personalities. People think differently. Different things motivate them. Different things crush them. Different things overwhelm them. Everyone's so different. So understand what what makes your coaches tick so when my coaches join they fill out what's called an about me form and i get their full story it's usually a couple pages and i find out what they're all about and what makes them tick and i think it's also helpful to have your coaches go through the enneagram test and understand what what number are they on the enneagram i think that is so incredibly helpful to know if they're the type of person that's like Look, I am all in, I am a high achiever, and if I feel like I can't be that high achiever, then I am out. Like, you, you will be dealing with, you know, different personalities, and you need to understand what those are and be super patient to understand that they don't think exactly like you, and they don't react exactly like you, and really having the patience to sit back and put yourself in their shoes. And even be putting yourself in their shoes before they join. And when you're having these conversations about the business, put yourself in their shoes. What are they going through? What kind of personality is this? Um, number three, one-on-one -on -one communication is absolutely huge when it comes to developing your coaches, developing their belief in themselves, developing their belief in the business, developing them into a leader. And in doing so, you will become a leader. So don't feel like, I need to become a better leader before I build a team, or I need to be better at coaching before I build a team. No. Build a team with good people and you will become a better leader. You will become a leader and become a better leader. But that number one communica communication is absolutely huge. Whenever I've had coaches rank advance or hit big milestones, it's because we really went one-to-one -one in, in, for me, it's text messages, but you need to ask your coaches, your offline, what's the best way to reach them. But um, so maybe for you with your coaches, you're going to use Boxer or maybe it's um, the Facebook, you know, message thread and you're going to do a lot of voice memos, whatever it may be. They need to feel that one on one connection and you never want to drag people. I'm talking about working with the willing. You never want to drag people. Number four. Also, you should never count people out. There are going to be a lot of people who could potentially be like the our next number one coach. They just need to see an in 
They just need to see that time where it's okay for them to jump into the business because maybe they didn't do anything with their business for their first year. Maybe they didn't do anything for their first couple of years or three years. Maybe they really, even though they had a, a join date, they really haven't had their start date yet. So you always have to be equipping the team with things that they can jump into at any time. So I, every month, do a new coach training and I also call it coach restart. So it's called new coach training or coach restart. That means anyone who's been in the business for any length of time can get into this group and just say, you know what? I'm going to draw a line in the sand. I am restarting today with a new mindset. I'm pretending like today is my start date. Give them that opportunity to jump back in. And, um, and so just don't, don't count people out because you just never know. Some of my top coaches didn't work their business for, you know, a, a year. Um, they didn't necessarily hit the ground running. Okay. And then number five, and lastly, is just to lead by example. Um, you can't be, you know, saying your coaches should, you know, add two coaches to their team this month. If you're not adding two coaches to your team, you shouldn't be saying you guys really let's, you know, let's push to, you know, hit success club this month. If you're not hitting success club, like you have to lead by example and set that pace. Um, so I think that's it. Sorry, Sandy, I think I went pretty long there. Uh, no way. I'm sitting here taking notes and watching Facebook light up because this oh, is good. so, so good. And, you know, I used a word yesterday on uh, Facebook that you make it all seem effortless. <laughs> no, you know? <laughs> and, and I think that what effortless means is that you're solution oriented. Like every time you cross the bridge, you just figure it out. Like the whole Upwork thing about just having somebody help you out. Upwork is not expensive. You find somebody that can help you with a PowerPoint or, yes. you know, I have Upwork transcribe these calls. Yeah. So, um, I just feel like if you're a new coach listening to this or watching this, or you know someone who is a new coach, she mm -hmm. just went through a comprehensive um, description of finding, onboarding, and developing leaders. So everybody's been asking for it. You did it in a comprehensive, so effortless way. Thank you. Thank, thank you. But I do want to ask you the last question on the call, and mm -hmm. that is about personal fulfillment in coaching. I want to I want to say one thing more, and and that is um, that what worked for you 11 years ago doesn't work today. No. Things change daily, weekly, monthly. So what yeah. you were doing last year isn't the same this year. Everything changes. Social media changes. Relationships change. You change. You grow. So. Yeah. Please share with this audience what it has meant to you in this 11 year span. Thank you. Yeah, um, and, and to your point, everything does change and you really have to be willing to change and not stuck in your ways. Um, at first, when I started this business, what it really gave me, because like I said, I was still working full time and so that was, that was not easy by any means to be working full time and trying to fit in building this business. And I really treated it like I had, like Matt and I had invested $200,000 in this business because I wanted, it was so important to me to make it work. And so at first, what it gave me was huge purpose and fulfillment because I was actually getting to do what I love to do, which is to lift other people up, to help people problem solve, 
to, um, you know, just have that feeling that every day I'm doing something that is truly impacting people because that was something that was really missing in my life. I literally remember so many times in my, in my, um, you know, work life thinking I, I don't hate my job, but I don't feel like I'm, I don't feel purpose. Like I don't feel like I'm living out my passion and what I love to do. Um, and it gave me that challenge and I'm, I'm very excited by challenges and I love that challenge. So that was at first, but then as time went on, put in a lot of hard work and, and over a course of a couple of years and finally being able to, um, you know, you know, work this business and, and say goodbye to my full-time job, which by the way, insert income disclaimer, let me know, see if I need to go say the whole thing. Um, and <laughs> then it became more about I was, I was, you know, really getting to do every single day what I had literally dreamt about doing and never even thought was possible. And it's just the little things, being able to be at home when my son left for school and being at home when he comes home from school and being there at all of his practices, Matt and I both, and being at all of his games and being able to just turn everything off because it's not the top priority when, when he's got something going on. That was absolutely huge for me. I always wanted that. I never knew that that was something I could actually have. I always thought, yeah, that's for other people. That's great for them. I never knew that was something I could actually have until this. So being able to live that and then also just helping friends and family like Matt's um, brother, when he was in a coma for over three weeks, Matt and I being the ones that were able to be at the hospital every single day and what that meant to us was just absolutely huge and what it meant to the family that we could be there. We didn't have to, you know, ask for work off and we, we were just able to be there for the family. That was huge in our lives. And even this past weekend, this past week, um, going out, you know, to my parents and being able to help my dad with my mom after she had surgery, not having to ask for work off or something like that. And, and, and just being able to put my priorities first, still always working hard, 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 but fitting it in um, around my priorities was, has just been a huge game changer to change my entire life. It's the little moments, you know, you, you can't, it's not just like, I've got freedom. It's like those little moments that you were able to be there for someone. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Janelle. It's always a pleasure listening to you. You really do make it sound effortless, even though it does take hard work. <laughs> Disclaimer. Um, thanks again, Janelle, and I'll see you at leadership. Thank you so much. Thank you everyone for listening in. I appreciate it. Yay. And um, just so we've got a, an affirmation, you know, I've got a whole load of affirmations, right? But there were so many today from Janelle that I wanted to honor her with this one. Don't ask people to do you a favor. Believe in you. You're the gift. That is from Janelle Summers. All right, everybody, we will see you next week. We have Amwala Caesar on the call next Monday. Have a great week, everybody. Bye-bye.